Charlie Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. Light had broken. The motive for the murder of my partner, Hank Williams, was clear, contained in the notebook he'd sent his sister and which now lay on the desk between us in my office. I stared at the notebook, and my thoughts turned to the past, to when Hank Williams and Johnny Eaton were a team, a first-rate private detective team. And now there was only Eaton left. Well, they were going to pay for it. What are you planning to do, Johnny? Listen, and you'll find out. Who are you calling? The Blues Club. This is where the hook gets baited. Blues Club. I want to talk to Mr. Layden. Who's calling? Tell him Johnny Eaton. He'll talk to me. Hold on. Layden, you're late calling to tell me you've changed your mind, Seamus. The 24 hours I gave you is over. That's not what I'm calling for, Layden. So, what do you want? Just to tell you that I've definitely got the goods you want. All done up in a neat little book. Yeah? 40000 is the firm price. You've got till tomorrow morning. Otherwise, it goes to Washington, and they can sort it out on a federal level. So make up your mind fast, won't you? Now, listen. Goodbye, Levin. Oh, Johnny, was that smart? They'll be after your blood. And I'm after theirs. Where do we go from here? To my apartment. I feel safer when we're both there. The only way in is through the front door. The windows look out on a sheer drop of seven floors, and the fire people are always complaining because we've got no fire escapes. So long as we watch the door, we're set. Once we got to the apartment, Helen headed for the kitchen to rustle up coffee. I set about a little work. I found a piece of oil silk, carefully wrapped the notebook and my gun in it, and tied a piece of wire around it. I went downstairs to my car, took off the petrol filler cap, and carefully slid the package into the petrol tank, attaching the wire to the screw thread on the cap. It was as good a hiding place as I could think of. Johnny? Yeah, it's me, honey. Coffee's ready. Here you are. Uh, thanks, honey. Say, what have you done to yourself suddenly? Nothing. Why? Oh, I don't know. You, you look a different girl somehow. <laughs> I'm the same girl, only now you're beginning to notice me. Johnny. Okay, I'll go. Who is it? Me, Jorgensen. What's the matter with you? Nothing. Come in, Lieutenant. Thanks. Who is it, Johnny? Lieutenant Jorgensen. Pour him a cup of coffee. Let's go in the living room, Lieutenant. Okay, but I haven't got time for coffee. You know Helen Williams, Lieutenant. <laughs> Hello, Lieutenant. Hello, Miss Williams. Sure you want to have coffee? No, thanks. You don't look happy, Sleuth. What's your trouble? You know a dame called Chili? Real name Elsie Kuchenheimer? I know Chili. I never met Elsie. You never will. Now. Someone shot her about an hour back. Three times. That's tough. But why tell me? Because I've got to take you in, Johnny. Captain's orders. Take me in for what? To be held as a material witness. You're kidding, Jorgensen. No, this is on the level. The captain wants to talk to you. We'll see about that. I'm calling my lawyer. No, Johnny. Why, the artillery, Jorgensen. The captain wants to talk to you without any lawyers. You carrying a gun? If you are, you better let me have it. I'm not healed. 
Okay, then let's go. Helen, I won't be long. Remember what I told you about the door? All right, Johnny. Come on, come on, let's move. Things must be getting tough in the police department, Lieutenant. Why? Can't afford any squad cars to make a pinch. Just you in an ordinary auto. No other cops. The captain wants it done the quiet way. Hey, this isn't the road to the precinct. The captain's over 23rd. Oh. What's the idea? What are you stopping for? The book, Johnny. I want it. Oh. Because one of the names in it is yours, Jurgens. Because one of the names in it is mine. I've been 15 years on the force, Johnny. I'm not letting anybody take that away from me. Well, what do you know? A crooked cop worrying about his good name. You got a choice, Johnny. You can give me the book, I'll burn it and forget we ever talked about it. Or you can stay clammed up and I'll turn you over to the others. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I gave you a chance. Now I'm going to give you something else. Oh, he's coming too. I'm glad. I wouldn't want that sock you gave him to kill him, Jorgensen. I just tapped him. Shut up, all of you. He's conscious. Yeah, I'm conscious. And I wish I weren't. Looking at a prized collection of rats is not my idea of entertainment. Waltham, Laven, Babyface, and Jorgensen, what a quartet. All right, Eden, you've said your piece. Now there's only one thing for you to add. The whereabouts of the book. He's definitely got it because he knew my name was in it. Why, that dumb dame ever had to keep a book. She had to keep one or everyone else would have thought she was shortchanging us. Where Chili was dumb was that she could never resist a good-looking guy. So when Williams came along and made like he knew everything, she started confiding in him. After him, Eaton. That's why she got dangerous. I hope he plays it tough. I'll enjoy breaking him down. I think I'll be getting along. When you get that book, burn the thing. What do you think we're going to do? Frame it? Okay. I'll beat it then. So long, Lieutenant. Don't forget to polish the badge. All right, now, Eden, you can make things easy for yourself. Tell us where the book is. Go fry a couple of dozen eggs. Okay. Babyface, go get the surprise we have for Mr. Eaton. Sure thing. You'll like this, Seamus. You got company, see? Helen. They came, Johnny. They grabbed me. But don't worry. I can't tell them where the book is because you never told me where you hid it. But you're going to tell us where, Eaton. Otherwise, we start on Miss Williams. Oh, don't tell them, Johnny. It doesn't matter about me, but don't tell them. Don't make the mistake of thinking we're bluffing about working the girl over, Eaton. We're not. You know how much that book means. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to oh, you. Johnny! Where is it? You wouldn't find it yourself. I'll have to come with you. Where to? My apartment. It's not in your apartment. We looked. That's right. But my car is outside the apartment. And that's where it is. What are you fiddling with a petrol cap for? Because that's where it is. In the tank. Well, aren't you the ingenious boy? What are you doing? I'm trying to get it out. The necks of these tanks are narrow. Come on, hurry it up. If you want it, you'll have to let me get it out. Okay. There it is. Give it to me. Well, 
That's in the right hands at last. Let's go. Back to my car. You got it? Right here. You got to burn it now? Burn it? <laughs> Don't be a dope, Tony. But Jorgensen said... Jorgensen. That dumb cop. Why, this book is the best insurance we've got. If any of them feel like getting difficult, all we've got to do is remind them of the pages in here. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Where to now? I'm going back to the club. That's what you think. Oh! He's got oh, the gun! That's right, duck help! Okay, sweetheart. You can get up off the car floor now. I think I'm about Johnny! You shot both of them and knocked out Walter. Well, I had the advantage of surprise. Plus the 38 they didn't think I had. I didn't think you had it either. Where did you get it from? Out of my petrol tank. I got it out while I was bending over for the book. And it's the finest fuel my tanks ever held. Yeah. Okay, Dick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've got the book. I'll hold it till you and your boys get here. See you. Everything's all right, Johnny. Couldn't be better. There was a pal of mine in the FBI. They'll be here in the morning to handle the whole thing. I'd have thought you'd take a holiday and not come to the office today. Oh, I'm expecting a client. I called him. He should be here now. And here he is, right on cue. Let him in, Helen. All right. Uh, Mr. Eaton asked me to come here this morning. In here, Mr. Stokes. Ah, I hope you have good news for me, Mr. Eaton. Well, I've had some success. I found what Hank Williams had. That's first-rate work, Mr. Eaton. Oh, what is it? A little book full of names. People connected with the Blues Club and its activities. Splendid, splendid. Well, I, uh, I don't wish to appear rude, but time may be vital. If you let me have that book, I'll start some action. I won't keep you long, Mr. Stokes. You know, I've been thinking a lot about Hank, the way he was, the way he felt, especially about crime and criminals. He hated them. He was a kind of crusader in his own way, an honest crusader. Uh, yes, I'm sure he was. Hank was so honest that he'd never forget to note down a client in my absence. But what do you know, Mr. Stokes? I couldn't find a word about you. I don't see... I salute Chili, now chilled for good. She was subtle when she wanted to be. She sold me the idea that Hank had a client, then provided the client. She sent you along, Stokes, all cut and dry. So that if I did find the little book, I'd probably turn it straight over to you and save everyone a lot of bother. Confound you, Eaton. I'm not going to stop you going, Stokes, because the FBI boys are on the job, and you won't get far. Confound you. Well, that client didn't stay long, did he? No, honey, and we're not staying any longer either. Shut up the office, we're through. Tomorrow morning, I hand over the book to the FBI, and then I start concentrating on my next assignment. And what is your next assignment? You, baby. You. This is Carter Brown. I can't help it. I always like it when the hero wins, which is why my heroes mostly do. But... The hero of my next book, Sinner You Slay Me, finds a lot of complications to cope with before he does. It's a story of a mouse meeting murder, and the mouse is my hero, Marcus Mouse. He's one character whose answer to the question, are you a man or a mouse, is both. So this is Carter Brown saying, so long for now, be seeing you. <laughs>
In The Lady Was Lethal, you heard our star James Condon as Johnny Eaton. The Carter Brown Mystery Theatre, based on the best-selling novels by Carter Brown, is dramatised and directed by Maurice Travers for Grace Gibson Radio Productions.